I started to look around at what was happening with the industry and most importantly, what I was hearing from people that were a similar generation as me or younger. And that was that they were tuning out news altogether because it felt really depressing, overwhelming, biased and time consuming. So I became really passionate about exploring how can I create something to help people stay informed. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Am I saying it when I deliver the news? Do I have a different tone of voice with the side that I tend to agree with? And being conscious about how I'm delivering it, not just the actual words. Brand With On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Erica Mandy is a leading mover, enjoying news all over again in a brand new daily news podcast, The Newsworthy. She spent the last decade on radio and TV and online reporting news and sharing stories from around the country, both on her newscast and as a popular speaker. She was live on the scene with terrorist attacks, wildfires, federal court rulings, just to name a few. She's interviewed politicians, CEOs, experts, everyday people doing extraordinary things. She quit her job as an award-winning L.A. broadcast journalist to launch The Newsworthy, a daily round of politics, tech, business, and entertainment that makes it faster, easier, and way more fun to get all the news you need to know in less than 10 minutes every day. Wow. Randolph on Demand is proud to welcome the host of one of Salon.com's 12 essential podcasts, Erica Mandy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, we are so thrilled to have you. You've got really an interesting background going on. I mean, you grew up in Kansas City, Midwestern. Yep. Now you're based in L.A. Can you tell us about your journey? I mean, back to MTV even and, and <laughs> out to L.A. And, and to what you're doing now. Sure. So I studied journalism at Indiana University. And while I was there, I took an internship at MTV in New York City. And I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do at the time. And so I was exploring the entertainment side of media. And I worked for the show, if you remember it, My Super Sweet 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was about 16-year-olds who were having extravagant birthday parties. And so I would log all of this raw video of these 15-year-old girls talking about their big birthday parties. And we had to use the abbreviations YK and capital L for all the likes and you knows that they would say. <laughs> and so that was my experience. And I thought, you know, I don't think I want to do entertainment anymore. And I decided to look more into the journalism side of things and eventually took an internship in Kansas City at a TV station there, which led me to my first job in the middle of Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, at a TV station there. I started as a part-time reporter, worked my way up, eventually went to Portland, Oregon after that, and then landed my job in Los Angeles at the CBS station. After I had been in the industry for a little over 10 years... I started to look around at what was happening with the industry and most importantly, what I was hearing from people that were a similar generation as me or younger. And that was that they were tuning out news altogether because it felt really depressing, overwhelming, biased and time consuming. So I became really passionate about exploring how can I create something to help people stay informed, who want to have conversations, who want to make good decisions when they're voting, but also don't feel like keeping up with the news is their top priority in their very busy day. and who feel a little bit anxious and depressed by everything that's going on in the world. So I began on the side researching how I could do this and eventually decided that it was the right time in my life to take a risk and launch something and give it at least one year. Let me see if the newsworthy 
um, if people resonate it with it, and if I give it a full year and, and see what happens. And thankfully, the audience has continued to grow. I've heard from people who feel more informed, less anxious about the news. And so I've had the opportunity to continue it and create a sustainable business out of it. We're a little over two years at this point. That's great, Erica. Well, you've got a really natural conversational style when delivering the news. And as advertised, you managed to keep it fast, fair, and fun. But how did you craft the news worthy to be different than a typical newscast on radio or TV? What are some of the specific elements that you wanted to include or, for that matter, simply avoid? And who are you targeting? I think one of the biggest differentiators is really just the tone of it. You know, bringing a friendly voice that sounds like a friend instead of somebody always trying to speak urgently to you about everything. I just try to break down, here's what's going on. And I think that kind of voice and that tone is one of the things that people appreciate, especially to start their day with, right? And I think also bringing that fun vibe is not that we don't talk about some sad stories, but it's that I'd bring a wide variety of stories in 10 minutes. So I'm not going to cover a shooting for hours on end because every little update doesn't really inform them anymore. It just causes people to be more anxious and make it feel like it's going to happen to them. So I want you to be informed about it so that if you want to talk to your representative about it or it's part of your community and you want to give blood, that, that you know about it and you can do those things. But having one more little update about it is not going to make you any more informed. You're just going to be worried the next time you walk into a Walmart, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our philosophy is... We talk about it and then we move on to something else and we bring a wide variety of stories. So I believe technology, entertainment, science, all of these things also impact our lives. So it's not just about politics that we should be thinking about. It's about how does tech impact jobs? How, you know, what are our friends doing tonight because there's an award show happening that we all want to watch? So I think about bringing all of those to the table in 10 minutes, which is the last differentiator that you can listen on the go while you're doing other things and you really only need to dedicate at least 10 minutes of your day so that staying informed can become part of a habit without feeling this news fatigue that we know from Pew Research that found seven out of 10 Americans in 2018 were feeling news fatigue. So mm -hmm. even just by cutting it off at 10 minutes is one way that I can say, look, at least give me 10 minutes to stay informed. And then if you're interested in some other stories, you can dig deeper later. One of the things too that really jumps out the speakers with you, Erica, is your news writing approach. I mean, you really seem to keep things really objective, especially in this kind of spin cycle world that we're in right now. But no matter the source, you keep it really right down the middle. So what tips might you offer to someone trying to deliver news in a local market, but also feels compelled to stay within that kind of cop speak, news speak rut? How do they break out? Yeah. So thank you for saying that. It is something that we stay very, very conscious about. And I think that's the first step is just really after you've written your initial script, take a step back, have someone else read it. Ask yourself if you are truly covering every perspective. Even just asking yourself that question can go a really long way. And having somebody else take a look at it. We have at this point, three news writers that take part in the script. And then I come in and also take a look at it. And that is definitely one of the things that I'm looking for in every story, in every single script, because it is part of our tagline, right? And so that is the promise that we provide. The other thing is making sure that we as reporters are looking at multiple perspectives and are not stuck in our own echo chambers, right? So for the newsworthy, we are looking at multiple news sources for every single story. And I think by doing that, 
we're seeing how different articles are highlighting different points and can hopefully bring that all together. And then the last thing is just being conscious about my voice. So am I saying it when I deliver the news? Do I have a different tone of voice with the side that I tend to agree with? And being conscious about how I'm delivering it, not just the actual words. Yeah. Erica, clearly you're reinventing traditional nightly news, you know, delivered for today's audience on demand. How do you gauge audience feedback? I mean, what kind of research or stats are you looking at? Sure. So I have run a survey and I'm actually working right now on another one that I want to run to make sure that people feel like they can tell me what they really think. But the other way is just through digital sources. I mean, I get emails and messages from people, Instagram direct messages, and then reviews on podcast apps. So I make sure I read every single one of those, respond to the ones that I can and understand that the majority of the feedback you're getting is how most people feel. Of course, you're going to you're going to hear a little bit here and there from I think all of us as people in media and journalism know that there's going to be fringe people here and there that say one thing that's completely opposite is another email that says the complete other thing. And and almost that's a sign to me that I'm doing something right if both people feel that way. But I think I basically look at what are most people telling me? And is it in line with the mission that I set out to to do? So when people repeat back to me that they feel more informed and have less anxiety about news, I know I'm doing something right. And I encourage people to connect with me in those digital platforms to message me, to tell me what they think. And if I'm going to a conference or I'm out and about and I do run into a listener, I take the time to talk to them and see how they feel. So if there were one tip that you were to offer someone who's starting out, say they're in Columbia, Missouri, today just starting out, what tips might you offer? Sure. So whether you are doing traditional news or something in the digital space, the number one thing that's been true throughout my career and especially now is staying flexible, you know, not getting too married to one way of doing things. So whether that's what editing system you're using or it's what platform your story is going to air on, it's staying flexible, but then still having the core pieces of journalism that are important. So I don't think I could have started The Newsworthy, to be honest with you, without that 10 years of traditional experience, because that set me up to have the knowledge about what stories we should put forward and what questions we should be asking ourselves, and to develop my voice so that I could talk in a more authentic way and friendly way and and not be nervous about it, right? Which if I look back at my old tapes from my very first job, I don't think I could have done it. I don't think I could have had the experience and credibility to start my own show. That said, I think it goes a long way for people to have different experience than the next person. So if you're working at a radio station, Can you help out with the station's new podcast? Can you start one on the side? Can you suggest something? Take initiative. And if your station isn't doing it, can you do a personal one just to get used to the tech so that when you go to your next job, you can say, well, I've been doing this one on the side just so that I could learn some of the tech of a podcast or whatever interests you as this kind of innovative way to do things. Just dabbling in it and paying attention to the industry and what's working and what's not, I think can go a long way as you develop experience so that if you want to do something on your own or you want to join a more innovative startup that you kind of come in with some of that knowledge already we are with the talented erica mandy somebody you'd like to hear from we'd love to hear from you email your suggestions to us show at brandwithondemand.com and while you're at it why not spread the word have a friend listen to brand with on demand it's easy google brand with b-r-a-n-d W-I-D-T-H brand with 
on demand, and we pop right up. Also available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, Erica tells us about things that she finds hiding in plain sight. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. So you're a classic hit station, but you don't want to sound old. Or you're an AC that wants some spark on the weekends. Well, have you heard Throwback Nation Radio? I'm Tony Lorino. Click the banner right here on brandwithondemand.com. And find that fresh twist to the 80s you've been looking for. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Plain sight. Brand with On Demand. Erica, as a successful podcast pro, what's one opportunity for legacy broadcasters that you see clearly hiding in plain sight? I think one is that we don't have to be married to the same traditional format that has always been used. And especially when it comes to voices. I think younger generations want to feel like somebody is just talking to them like a human and it doesn't have to be this very urgent or kind of monotone voice that sometimes radio gets a bad rap for, Mm -hmm. right? So I think just try to be as conversational and human as possible and to break down things a little bit more. I think sometimes we are so in the news that we forget the average person doesn't follow it as closely and doesn't really understand. And once you lose them from understanding what's going on, it's very hard to keep them listening, right? So for me, it's, are you taking the time to explain what does holding someone in contempt of Congress actually mean before you talk about what both sides are saying about it? Are you saying what a whistleblower actually is before you talk about what both sides are saying about it? And I think that's an opportunity for the person who wants to be informed, but sometimes feels overwhelmed, confused, depressed by it. Uh, And then also, I do think it's important to pay attention to digital platforms, even if it's not your biggest moneymaker right now, being in place and having that experience will allow you to be ready for when it does become more of a moneymaker. So go for it now, experiment, see what works, and over time, it'll pay off. All about Erica, Mandy, and more will be available soon on our brand new shiny website, brandwithondemand.com. Our thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber for putting this all together. And coming up next... That's too much. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's a kid's meal. Yeah, and I basically pay five bucks for it when I can make it for a quarter. It's really stupid. It's like overpaying for mac and cheese. How much is a bowl of mac and cheese at, like, Jason's Deli? They're, like, always... Oh, five, everywhere. six bucks. Yeah, even at Panera, you can get mac and cheese. And thing. it's 12 cents at home. $7 at the restaurant. It's so much more work. <laughs> the morning show that has no lucky CHR radio audience and hell to the yes. From KISS FM's Riggs and Alley in the morning, Andy Riggs joins us. That's a wrap, Kipper. It's a new year coming up, so it's time to plan for that. We'll be talking about it in the one-minute marketizing. Find that in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. And in the end, the profits you take are built upon the brand with you make. Any reuse or redistribution of Brand With On Demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. Brandwood On Demand.
not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Dave Bradley Thunderman.